in Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Pei Beis in Bavakama. Yesterday we got up to the two dots to start to Kanos. So first we describe the ten rules that Yoshua, uh, the ten conditions in which Yoshua gave them the land of Eretz when he split it up. So he made that, to, that those are the conditions. You have to live under those conditions, sharing things when there's no real loss to you. That's what we described. Then, in addition to that, because of that, because we brought down those, those ten conditions, Sligmar now goes into the ten famous takonas of Ezra. Ezra Sofer, who came much later, told us that he was, that, uh, that was Matakan. We know we read the Torah of Minchan Shabbos. We'll describe the reasons for all these in a few minutes. We read the Torah on Monday and Thursday in the base, in the base Knesses. And they the, the courts were kavua. Not that there were no courts until then, but courts could have been. Uh, some say that, we, that the courts were, were, were in Eretz but these Takanos were even in Chutzlarets. Some say that simply that you had to have the Bezin kavua. And there's a Bezin that you could go to Din Torah anytime, but they always sat on Monday and Thursday. And you clean your clothes on Thursday. We'll see if it's a covered Shabbos. Eat garlic on Fridays. Rashi says he's talking about uh, Rashi doesn't say it like that, but it but it means that they uh, some say it means that on Friday morning she got up early to bake bread for the poor people. Um, others say that she should just get up whenever whenever she gets up, whenever that, that, it, that it's important. So it's one day that she has so it's her turn to bake. She should do it early in the morning. So that there should be plenty of bread there for the poor people who are looking for no have no breakfast. Um, that she should wear sort of a sinner we use this word as apron today Rashi says it's a pair of maybe short pants uh, small pants <coughs> See, this is for Tzniyas it's not clear maybe when she was baking or when she was working that uh, that it should be more Tzanua cover her clothes that she should work better <coughs> some say that, it should, that it's prevented if, uh, if she's uh, if she's a Nida that it uh, prevents uh, embarrassment that somehow this apron and these pair of short pants uh, was useful in for modesty. That she should comb her hair when she goes to the mikvah. Tomorrow we'll discuss all these things. Also, that they should allow they should allow peddlers to come knocking door to door to sell their perfumes, etc. Some people were against that. That Ms. Matakan, that Ezra's Takara was that that was that was to be allowed. That they can feel the balakaran and also. A person who had uh, um, uh, uh, an emission of semen, a person who was a balkari, should go to the mikvah. So the Gemara will describe these in all details. We start now. They should read mincha on Shabbos, even though we read, even though we read uh, Shabbos morning in the basic Knesset. So what do you have to read Shabbos afternoon for? As we'll see, because the Yoshri Kronos are considered the people who went, who, who were in their shops all week. They didn't come to shul on Monday and Thursday, as we know. Not everybody comes to shul, so because of that, they're busy with business and they don't read the Torah on Monday and Thursday. So they said an extra because of them. We were talking that they should come mincha uh, on Shabbos, and most of them do come. Right? They usually come mincha on Shabbos, even though they don't come during the week. So that takana is still fulfilled. These were takanas. In other words, as we'll see, that that we're going to talk about other things that they were minhagim. Or that they were no Yerushalayim, but there's one thing that's like a condition. Yeshua, that condition. Condition is that's the deal. You know, that's the deal. You can't live in Eretz Yisrael if you don't do the things that Yeshua said. 
you're not entitled to your land that was given to you under these conditions. That's, that's stronger. Takanas were afterwards, and Takanas were also Xeris that we keep even when the Tom doesn't read. But then there are other things like Grumman Huggin that they, that they kept later on, which weren't as stringent as we'll see. We're going from stringency to less stringency. Yeah, it, even yeah, if it's more no than a minute, right? Right. Happen. No, but it, but it's more than a minute. In other words, it's more than a minute. Whereas a minute, you could say a minute could could change because the conditions change. So here, even when the conditions don't change, because he made a takana, takana is like exera, exera. Even when the even when the reasons no longer exist, we still do that. Even when the reasons no longer exist, we'll see the other things that are lesser, that are more of just minhagim or things that we kept but maybe don't apply today. Why do we read on Monday and Thursday? So he said, because, you know, we should read the Torah several times a week. But he was attacking It was already mitukan, the earlier prophets, the Tanya. Right? After the, um, they left, um, after they left Mitzrayim, it says they went three days in, in the wilderness and they couldn't find water. Darsha Rishumos the Darshanim. Rishumos is like forms, but it means like uh, the, the, the people, the, the, the Darshanim, the ones who interpret the Pusik not literally, Amru, Ein Ma'im El Torah. Lamatsumayim's they didn't have any Torah. Shnemar Hoy called some Elchulamayim. Whoever's thirsty, go to drink water. It doesn't mean literally drink water. Obviously, if you drink water, if you're thirsty, it means go drink Torah. So what does it say here? It says they went three days without water, and that refers to Torah. Nilo, they became exhausted. Without Torah, they couldn't live. So the, the prophets among them got up. They should read on Shabbos. They skip on Sunday. They read on Monday. They skip Tuesday and Wednesday. They read on Thursday. They skip Friday. This way they always have Torah. It sounds it's within two days, but you should never have more than Never have, you should never have three days without Torah. So you can't have three days in a way without Torah. The maximum you have over here is just Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Monday and Friday are one day, skip, skipping one day. Tuesday and Wednesday is two days. You never have three days by having this form. If you have it... Uh-uh. So that was too much. You see, they can, maybe they couldn't, they couldn't handle too much. You have minimum, right? You have a minimum. You have to, if you make it too much, if you make it too much, you get nothing. Tafasta or below Tafasta. So at least this way, because and, and the pasuk indicates that they went three days without Torah. Mashma, two days without Torah, they could exist, but three days no good. So what do you see over here? That the this is based these Dasharim said they based on that pasuk the earlier and the Vim among them they were matakin and not Ezra. The answer is Originally the takana was one person should read three psukim alone. Inami or three guys would read three psukim a total of three psukim each reading one pasuk. Can I get Karmel of Israel? We know there's three groups in B'nai Israel, the Karmel of Israel. So we read one Pasuk for each. Either one guy read all three, or three guys read the three. Also who? But he was Matakan Tlosa Gavri. He said, he, he expanded. In other words, Ezra was not the original, uh, was, he didn't make the original Takana. He expanded, he said, three guys should read Vasar Pasuk. You always have ten Pasuk. Whenever we read the Parsha, you know, we read the beginning of next week's Parsha, there's always ten, at least ten Pasuk came to Mincha yesterday, you saw that Akiv was quite a bit more than 10 psukim, right? But the minimum was always 10 psukim. It could be 3, 3, and 4, or 3, you know, whatever it is. It's one person should always read at least 3, and one of them has 4, so at least 4, so you have a total of 10. Why 10? Can they get a Sarbatlanin corresponding to the 10 Batlanin? 10 Batlanin are the government-supported, the community-supported 
people who would always make sure they would always ten people they were osik in the things of the, the osik but fixing the roads, doing the things that they had to do. They always had ten guys that were supported by the community, by the government, and they would also make sure that there was a minion. Sometimes you go to a base oval or to a shul here, and there's no minion, right? So you always these guys were assigned to make sure that there's a minion. So so. Right, but right. That's that's true. That's true. Right, right. It's not just art scroll. He didn't make it up. Rashi says bnei adam k'sherim. They're good people. But teilim lach the muscle would see more. Right, the level of a classification would see in a sarleis at filum for spars and mitzel Like I said, they're supported by the government. Supported by the government. They're righteous people probably because they don't do any business. Right, they don't do any. They don't hurt anybody. They just, he doesn't say righteous. He says they're kosher. Kosher means they're clean. You know, they're not. They don't get their hands dirty. They don't get their hands too dirty. You know, that's the point. There are only ten. Yeah. No, there are ten guys. They, you know, probably these guys didn't have much of a job anyway. You know, they find they found ten guys who needed a job. Yeah, right. So they found the ten guys who didn't really have a job. You know, who didn't. So they so they they won't look out for a career. They'll be the uh, sarabatlanim. They, they, were, they assigned the courts to be kavua, even though before they were at courts, they were kavua in Eretz Yisrael on Monday and Thursday. Why Monday and Thursday? Once, we, once they determined, or once they made the first Akana, they should read the Sefer Torah, read from the Torah on Monday and Thursday, so people then came from the outlying areas to town to hear the Sefer Torah, so already they had the judges, so they had the courts there that they also, because people came already, it would be a good time for people to resolve their disputes. Like that's obviously clean on Thursday. Clean your clothes on Thursday for covered Shabbos. Friday might run into Shabbos. You're going to be over on Shabbos, busy making the food. So clean your clothes on Thursday. They would eat garlic on Erev Shabbos. Because that's the time for men to have relations with their wives. Who would talk about the good person beginning of Tillam. Who's the good person? who gives his fruits at the right time. in the right time. What does it refer to? Then as the minimal amount for a regular person, for owner, for his wife, is supposed to be every Friday. So the idea here is Rabita means every Friday, so therefore you should eat the garlic on Friday. It's good to make uh, you know garlic chicken or garlic in the soup or garlic in whatever. Because that helps the zera that uh, apparently that's good for uh, creation of uh, the semen. There are five things that were said about garlic. Masbia, garlic satiates. I guess if you eat enough of it, umashkin and it makes the body warm. Umasalponim it makes the face bright. Umar bezerin increases the semen. it also destroys the lice or the vermin, the parasites in the intestines. In other words. As we know, as the doctors know today, garlic is a good. Uh, it's a good. It's a healthy. It's a healthy thing to eat. Nothing keeps people away. Yeah. <laughs> the Ashomrim, Machnas Ava, because it puts you in a good mood. It breeds love and Motiyasakina, and also uh, um, keeps away the jealousy. In other words, it uh, it detracts the jealousy because it makes people puts people in a good mood. The Gemara says here what Rashi quoted before, that women should get up early and bake. In other words, I guess when they bake, they have to bake, but when they get, they should do it early in the morning so there should be plenty of bread for the poor people. 
Rashi doesn't tell us much. That you know, women who work—it's uh, again like wearing sleeves, etc. When they work and they move around, their parts of their body are more likely to be revealed if they just had regular dresses. So this is like a pair of trousers or something, some sort of a—we use the word sinner today, for, I think, to mean an apron, right, of some sort. Rashi says it's kind of small, like shorts or something that maybe went over, went under their dress or over their dress, whatever, whatever it was. It was to prevent. Um, it, it was to keep, you know, to keep modesty. You say over here that as a man at that a woman when she before she goes to the mikveh should comb her hair. We know women comb their hair; they check everything, make sure there's no chatzitza. What are you talking about? What is he? What he was matakin this the hearts of the rice at the time. When you wash, you wash your the whole body in water. That's referring to when a person has to go to the mikvah. Nothing should be, nothing should interfere. There should be no, uh, nothing, you know, no interference between the body and the water. So we know that esbesaro. That's on the, that's on the flesh itself. Esbesaro. Since says barachatz esbesaro, the es comes to include esatavalibesaro, even the thing which is secondary to the uh, flesh. Mayni, what's that? Sar. They are the the uh, hair, so we know that the hair is also supposed to be clean, and there should be no uh, interference between that and the and the water. So the char again it's a doraisa like the kasha we asked before. Certain of these things are 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 doraisa. What do you mean that he was metaken? So, um, right. So we said over here no that this this wasn't the the doraisa doraisa liyune midoraisa amri doraisa liyune. Midarice, you're supposed to check. You, you have a cursory check to make sure there's nothing on your on your arm, nothing on your hair. Dilma Mikter, you have to check to make sure that there's no uh, knots in the hair. If a lady has long hair, there might be some knots there. If the knot is real tight, the water can't get inside. Therefore, there'll be a chatzitza between the all parts of the hair and the water. That's not a good tefillah. Inami, mo'os, mo'os midu. Or there might be some piece of dirt on the hair, so mishim chatzitza. Therefore, that's the doraisa. Midoraisa, you're supposed to check there to make sure that there's no knots and to make sure there's nothing dirty there. That's the halach manatorah. But also, Iu, Ezra came along and tiken chafifa. He, he was matakin. You also have to take it a step further, not just to check it by your eye, but also to use a comb because you may not be able to see the uh, the knot or the little piece of dirt that was very very tiny. You don't need a, you don't need to use a uh, a magnifying glass. He just says, you know, you have to check it and use a comb. That's good enough. And that peddlers should uh, be allowed to and should be encouraged to uh, to travel through the cities and knock door to door to sell their wares. To sell the various perfumes and beautifying agents for the women. So they shouldn't be repulsive to their husbands. In other words, to beautify them, that's important for a woman to look attractive to her husband. So even though people were against maybe peddlers going door to door because that could cause other problems, uh, but <clears throat> this is very important. He saw that women, he must have been metakas because he saw that the women did look repulsive to their husbands. So all these things were for the betterment of society. All the things that he's metakas here were for the betterment of society. Again, Del Raisi. A Balkari has to go to the mikvah minatorah. 
some people are mocked a bit about this, even Bismana said. Most people are not. That even for Liberate Torah, that they, they have to go to the mikvah uh, uh, if they had a Shefa Sarah. So after we had the ten things that Yoshua made conditions on, and it gave him, it gave him the land on these conditions, and the ten things that Ezra was metakin, it's always good to have ten, because you can remember the ten. We saw yesterday that Yoshua's was really more than ten, right? It was like 14, 15. But 10 is easier to remember than number 10. Asar Dvarim, Nevershlam, there were 10 things. Notice the difference between Hisna, again, conditional, Ezra was Tikain, and these things were Nevrubi Yerushalayim, 10 things said about Yerushalayim. Why? Because most of these things that we say about Yerushalayim would they really be Noeg later on. Now, some of the things are not Noeg because we don't have the base of Yiddish, etc. But, uh, but, but these were, you know, of weaker stature, uh, these were of weaker stature because they were, it doesn't even say it doesn't say who said this. It doesn't say that it was this rabbi or that rabbi. It says Nem Rishlaim that was accepted. Number one, that a house that's sold there is not sold in perpetuity, even though other cities that were walled in, like we learn in Babakokosai, those are sold in perpetuity if they're not redeemed the first year. So Anabai's Cholpa, even though Yushlaim is a walled city. There's no halacha of the walled city. Why? All, most of these things, or at least four or five of these things, we'll see at the beginning. It's because Yushalayim was never, it, it goes with the Shita, was Yushalayim divided up among the tribes or not? The city itself, the old city of Yushalayim, was it divided up or that remains above? In other words, it belongs to everybody. So he goes with the Shita that it wasn't divided up, therefore it never was part of the Yerusha. And, and in all these cases, it mentions your cities or cities that were Hashem gave you or whatever and these weren't and Yishlam was never really given away so doesn't mean an Anglerufa even though there might be a dead body let's say between Yishlam and uh, I don't know some nearby city and you might check it and say well it belongs to Yishlam you don't bring an Anglerufa even though most of the people in the city might be uh, uh, over there, you can't give it Allah and so see why all these cases. And its houses do not become tame, uh, cannot become leprous. The houses in Yerushalayim, even though they demonstrate the qualities of leprosy, they can't be because Also, you don't allow any protrusions, any beams or balconies sticking out from the walls of the city, of the house of Yerushalayim. Well, obviously today we have uh, balconies, right? But um, don't forget, we're talking about we're talking about the old city, really. We're especially talking we're talking about Shlomo. As, as we know, we're talking about the old city, and the old city. Uh, I imagine they do have uh, balconies today too. But again, we'll see that these things are much less. less uh, there, even though, like most of the things that Ezra is metak, and most of them we still keep or try to keep some of them. Most of them keep a lot of these. Don't, some farshim say don't apply today because the conditions change, and they were only. Said at the time there was a base of Migdish and there were lochas of Tumantara, etc. So we'll see the reason for this. You can't have beams and balconies projecting. You don't make garbage heaps in the city. You don't have furnaces. You don't have any gardens or orchards there. Except for the Rose Garden, that were from the days of the Rashi explains because one of the components 
of the Ketores was uh, something called Kipas Hayarde, which was a kind of a rose that grew on the, um, on the, on the edge of the, Yard, of the Jordan River, that's why it was called that, and that they did have a garden for growing those things because they needed it to, uh, as one of the ingredients of the Ketores. So except for that one, they keep, but the, otherwise they didn't have gardens. You don't raise chickens there. And you don't leave a dead body there overnight. You don't leave a dead body there overnight. So we'll see. This is not going to really give me. This last one is not going to. This is number 10. We're not supposed to leave bodies over at all, right? You're supposed to bury everybody the same day. So what do you mean? He made. This is said about your slime. Not forget about your slime, man. And you're not supposed to keep the body overnight. So some say that. That uh, you don't keep it overnight. If a body, somebody died during the day, you have to bury them that day or that evening. You don't keep them overnight. But if somebody died at night, normally, you could keep them over the next day. And Shlaim didn't even keep them over, even if he died at night. Some say that's the pshat, right? And, uh, and some say that is a general rule. We don't leave the body over, but for covered mace, we do. For example, you find many times that people say, somebody dies, and they wait for some relatives to come from far away because. They say they would have wanted it. The, you know, the deceased would have wanted that. That's the covet, or that more people should come. For covet, it makes make the exception. But in Shalayim, they never make that exception. I have a know of a case. Um, last year, there was somebody who died, and he was going to be buried in Yerushalayim. And, um, but it took a few days because they had to wait for a relative to come. They wait for a relative to come. So the, the funeral parlor wherever that was in Yerushalayim, I don't know, Shamgar or wherever it was, or, or, or even in uh, Haram Menuchos, the parlor there, they wouldn't take the body because it's in Yerushalayim. And they wouldn't keep the body overnight in Yerushalayim. It had to be kept for a couple of days. So they kept it in a, uh, in a morgue in uh, Ein Karim because Ein Karim is not considered part of Yerushalayim. So they did an Ein Karim, that's how they do it. That's the, you know they did that uh, and and, they, and I said why and they said because Yishlaim ain't malinin boss a mess you don't leave a mess overnight even if they had the facility some don't have a facility but even if they had a facility ain't malinin boss a mess even though you find that they don't they don't always uh, you know bury them maybe they you know overnight maybe it takes place the next day whatever but certainly in a case where they had to keep the body for a couple of days until the family came it was over Shabbos until they came etc. So they uh, they would take it to Ankar for that reason. Ain Malina's vest. So you see, certain things still survive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's definitely. Part of your yeah, yeah. No, but no, not in those days. But it's right. still part of your shalim today. For example, right. example, we don't. We're, we're, we're considered uh, we the, the poor McGill on the fifteenth. We don't read on the fourteenth. It's definitely considered part of your shalim. You know, almost all the sheetas today consider Yerushalayim. Yeah, the, the, the ones who used to keep two days or 14th or Suffolk, whatever, today almost everybody's masking. Pardon? Ain Karim is not, apparently. Ain Karim, they considered part outside of Shalom. It's a set, you know. I think, I don't even know if it's considered, uh, uh, you know, legally, uh, the dress is considered Yerushalayim, is considered a suburb. Considered like like Yerushalayim, it's not considered Yerushalayim. They want to make it part of Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is considered a separate city. Maybe Ain Karim is also considered a separate city. I, I don't know. I, I think it is. I don't think it's part of the, 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 the municipality. You don't pay taxes to Yerushalayim. Uh, I think Rav Shlom Zalman Arbach said it depends where you pay taxes to. That if they, they, want, they want to make uh, Vaseret part of Yerushalayim. And all depends, a lot of it depends on the taxes, and cetera, and Roa and all that. Huh? <laughs> they pay taxes. Get taxes out of Tell Stone first. Right? <laughs> 
Anyway, that's the, that, I just mentioned that one first, even though that's number 10, because there's a few interesting thing about that, that they, some, some, uh, they try to keep that even today. So now we'll go describe all the 10. A house cannot be, even though it's a walled city, a house can sold there. Normally in a walled city, the rule is that if you sell your house to somebody and you don't redeem it back within the year, then it's sold in perpetuity. It doesn't go back in Yovel. That rule does not apply in Yerushalayim. Why? The house that has a choma, for generations. It was never, Yerushalayim was never uh, the, the divided up on the Shvatim, and therefore it never had a rule that it stays within the tribe. The Dorosav means that that stays within, that that house will stay there for generations because it's like part of the Yerusha of that, of that Shevet. Here, this doesn't apply. It You can't talk about Dorosav that it stays forever because it didn't have, a, didn't have those rules. So it didn't have to stay within the family forever at all because it never was divided that way. It never went into the, role, the rules of the Shvat. Another thing that doesn't buy Shlom doesn't, you don't bring an Eglarufa for there. You find a dead body on the land that God gives you Lerishta for an inheritance. Shlom again was not part of the Yerusha. So therefore, the whole idea is you have to find the Chal in the land, even though you could darshan and say that you find the Chalal there, but we have to find which city was closest to it, but that city is not part of the Yerusha anyway. So therefore, it doesn't apply. Even though most of the people there are over the Avodah of Sib, Orecha says your city. Again, it's not your city. The city, so to speak, belongs to God. There's a machlokas whether Yishlaim was divided up or not. We're going according to that sheet. And its houses can also not become leprous. The land of your inheritance. So all these first four reasons were basically for the same idea, because in each one of it says a passing about Yerusha, the, your land, etc., and Yerushalayim was, doesn't, doesn't fall into that category. You could also not have from its walls, you can't have any protrusions like beams or balconies sticking out, and they owe a lot Again, because in Yerushalayim, they ate kachim, right? You had a uh, Meiser Bahama. Uh, carbon toda, carbon shlomim. You could eat that with no azu shlomim. Therefore, you don't want tuma around there. You don't want, uh, you know, to you don't want to spread any tuma because you might be matame kachim. And by having protrusions and balconies, you're more likely because there might be a dead body or a piece of a dead body there, and then you can be at olames. Olames is only olames is only, of course, by let's say by a dead body. So there might have been, let's say, a piece of a dead body there, and by having this ol, you're going to make the area larger of and the people who it's not clear from Rashi there's no Rashi to help us over here and that the Olerigolim should not be damaged could be damaged by this Tumah because they're coming up there they want to be able to heard as if the beams might might run into a beam or run into a balcony things sticking out it might be something physical or it just could be that by having Tumah there the people who are Olerigolim will become Tumah their whole purpose is to come up to Yerushalayim to partake in the kachim, and here they won't be able to. You don't make garbage heaps there again, because when there's garbage heaps there, there's there's you know rodents and vermin there, and when they die, they become tame, and again you're going to have spread tuma on kachim. You don't make their kilns or, or furnaces because of the smoke. 
the smoke will blacken the walls of Yerushalayim, and that's not a nice thing. We want Yerushalayim to have the beauty, right? Yerushalayim got nine-tenths of the beauty, so we want, um, we want it to be uh, beautiful. You don't make their gardens and orchards, again, because of the smell. Raj says sometimes in the gardens you get some plants that are bad, and you have to uproot them, and they stink. Some plants can stink, and also... Obviously, you have you have to put fertilize there. If you have gardens and uh, and uh, you know uh, orchards, you're going to have fertilizer, and then that's also going to stink. So they, you don't want the smell. You know, if you want to keep Bushlime, you know, keep your city clean, right? So we don't want any smoke and any smell. Again, we don't raise chickens there. That we already brought down before. That Mishnah. You don't bring why? Because the Tarnagolim have a have a knack to go into the garbage heaps and pull out shkatsim, etc. And they're also going to spread to Mishim Kachim. And we don't leave a dead body there overnight. Gemara, we have such a tradition. It's a tradition doesn't give a reason for it. What, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Why does he also say? Because you're going to spread Tumah, right? It doesn't say the reason because of Tumah. It's saying, you know, why don't you say the other reasons we brought down because if there's a dead body there, you're going to be more likely to get Tumah. So don't leave it overnight. But, but, you know, people do die in the city. They got to be buried. He just says, Ain Bolin Rus, you don't leave it overnight. Is this thing. That's, that's the Kabbalah that they had. There's no, uh, doesn't say, doesn't say what, what the reason. Now back to the Mishnah. Right? He said in the Mishnah, back on Daf Ayin Tesamet Beis, that in your Shalom, Ain we said, Ain Bolin Rus, Ain Bolin Rus, right? We said that. In other words, that's also, the Mishnah says that. But that was really one of the Takanas of Ez of of um Asar Dvarm Nemrushalayim. It wasn't even the Takanas of Ezra. Right? The Mishnah says because we with reason for the Baim because you shouldn't steal and uh, that they're gonna ruin the Yeshuv. Amagalan Tarnagolm Yerushalayim, because of Kutchim was really one of the Minhagim that we mentioned here in these ten here on Ahmed Bays, where we are now in Pepezman Bays. And then we said, you don't raise pigs at all, anywhere, even in America. You don't raise pigs at all. Now, why don't you raise pigs at all? If you're not going to eat, there's, there's no isra, there's no asra. Pigs are not asra, no, you can't eat them. But they're not asra, no. Let's say I own a pardon? Play football. You play football, yeah. 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 You're, allowed, you're allowed to raise pigs? At there are the there are people who are, you know, who are afraid to touch a, uh, a pig skin, you know, a, a football because of the, uh, you know, because of that. You're, you're not allowed to raise pigs, Anywhere. but you're not, you know, it says, the mission says you're not supposed to raise pigs. That was a takana that they made. But in Torah, there's no, you're not allowed to have, you're not allowed to, uh, to eat a pig, right? Can't eat a horse either. Did people not have horses? You know, people need horses to travel. They use donkeys to, uh, thing. you can't, a lot of animals which are tummy you can't eat, doesn't mean you can't have enough from them. Technically, you could own a pig, you could have a pig farm and sell it, but they made a takana and, and sell them and make money on them, right? Uh, but um, uh, the, the Mishnah says that they made a takana that you don't raise pigs at all. And what was the reason for the takana? Anywhere. 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 Not even Achazaras. And what was the reason? Because of a famous story that we're going to learn about now. Says the Gemara, back on the basement base. The rabbi said the following. It's happened once or t- twice in the history of man that brothers don't get along. It happens. There was once a famous fight among two brothers of the Chashmonoam, Horkonus and Aristobulus. Aristobulus and Horkonus were two brothers, and they were fighting over, over presumably, power and money. You know, I don't think they were fighting over uh, who gets the next Aliyah. Over a Sugi. Yeah, a Sugi. 
<laughs> right? Horkonus Mifnim, so what happened was Horkonus was inside the walls of the city where, they, where there was a base of Middash and they brought the Karbonos. But Aristobulus, the brother, was outside and he was laying siege to the city. But, you know, even, things, even though things were, they were having a war, things had to go on. They had to bring their Karbonos, right? Things had to go on. People had to go, you know, every day, they would lower from the Truma Salishka, you know, people gave, at the beginning of the year, you had to give Chatsi Shekel, you know, in Truma Salishka, and from that they bought the Karbonos, they, no, they, that, that they used for the Karbonos, like membership, right? So every day they would take it, they would lower from the, from the wall of the city, they would take money from the Kupa, lower it to outside, to the, to the people that they're fighting with outside, and say, here's money, send us up a little lamb so we can bring the carbon, the daily Tumid, Right? Because they would bring they and they would and they would uh, with the money they would go buy a carpet an animal and they would bring they would you know bring the animal into the base of Mikdash. There was one elderly man, one or elder from um, from the uh, in Aristobulus' side outside. He knew Chachmas in other words, he was an expert in Chachmas. It's not clear what Chachmas Ivanus is. It's a way that they used to joke and talk, etc. Amalem, he says, calls man shalos kumari. He says, listen, I, as long as they're doing the avoda, he's not going to. You're not going to. You're not going to beat these guys. They're bringing their kabbanos inside there. They have the schus of that. You're not going to be able to beat them. So what? You, you have to stop them from bringing their kabbanos. So whether lemacher shoshul dunan. The next day, when the money came came over the wall to buy the animal, shoshul dunan. Ve'elam chazer. Instead of a lamb, they just gave him a chazer there. You know, obviously that would be a chutzpah to bring a chazer in carbon. Once the animal got halfway up the wall, not the pigs have this tendency to dig in with their nails into the ground or into the wall when they're fighting, when they're stubborn. So he put his, the, the, the animal stuck his, his nails into the wall. And the whole Eretz Yisrael shook. All of Eretz Yisrael shook because of this, this thing that was going on, tremble. Both the Shah in that time, they declared, Amru, Oro Ishigil Cursed be the man who raised a chazer. Because of that story, because of that one story that happened, they said, Cursed be the man who ever uh, raises pigs. And cursed be anybody who teaches a son, whatever you want to call that, Greek knowledge. It's not what we think of as the Greek, you know, the Greek literature or whatever. It's some, uh, right, it's some, which the Gemara is not clear what it is. Because, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a, no, it's not clear. It's not clear that he, the Chachma Yivanus, he told him, he says, Chachma Yivanus, he understood that it was the schus of the carbon that was making a living. He says, it, it says, the man knew Chachma Yivanus, and he said, as long as they're bringing their Kabbanus, you're not going to be able to beat them. So it's not clear what his Chachma Yivanus was. All we know is that he was known as a Chachma Yivanus. He was known as an expert in Chachma Yivanus. So, and, and, what do all the pigs in the world have to be suffer because it is one guy and this one pig? And what about people who were pig farmers, invested, you know, 20 years in animal husbandry degrees, and they became pig farmers, hog farmers, you know what I mean? People breed dog, people breed horses. You know what horse breeding was 200 years ago when that was the only means of travel? You know, it was a big thing. So millions of horses were killed in the world wars. I mean, that's how they used to take the artillery out, you know? So... But that was the crisis. Because of that story, they made Xera. Curse it be anybody who deals in Chachmi Yivanus. Curse be anybody who raises pigs. And on that hour, we learn that Maisa Shabbat Omer, the Omer brought on the second day of Pesach, 
is usually bought, for, you, want to, you want to bring it fresh. You're allowed to cut it down, maybe even on Shabbos, etc. So they want to bring it fresh, and they, they bring it from somewhere near Yerushalayim, so it should be fresh. But then, because of the war that was going on, they couldn't bring it. They had to bring it from Ginosat Srifin, from that place, uh, it's, you know, whatever, the orchards of the, uh, of the tents or the huts, whatever. Alechem for Shavuos was brought me Bikas Ein Socher, that place, which was also far away. In other words, because of the fight that was going on. So the Gemara says, is it really also a Lenchachem Yavanis? We learn about tiny, we learn Amr Rebbe. Barrett says, Rah, Lashen Sursi Lama. What do you need Lashen Sursi? Sursi Sursi could be Lashen from Syria. What do you need Lashen? What do you have to speak Lashen Sursi? Which is considered low and, and degrading to speak that Lashen. Let us speak, oh, Lashen Kodesh, Lashen Let us speak either either Lashen Kodesh Hebrew, Lashen Kodesh, or Greek, which is considered a fine language, right? Why do you have to speak Lashen Sursi? That's what Rebbe had said. I'm Rebbe. And Rabbi Yosef says in Bavel, Lashen Rami, what do you have to speak Aramaic in Bavel? Lama, oh, Lashen Kodesh, oh, Lashen Parsi. They were near Persia. Uh, Bavel was near Persia. So what do you have to speak Aramaic, which was uh, an archaic language? Learn to speak, uh, speak Parsi, which was the local language, or Lashen Kodesh. But what do you see here? That he, he, he encouraged them to speak Greek in, Yushal, in Eretz Israel. Tami Lashen Yunichud Bechach Mislamas. The Greek language is one thing. Nothing wrong with speaking Greek. This is speaking that the Chachmi Vanas, that was what they were against. Is the Chachmi Vanas really Osir? My eyes like sort of moan to my, to my soul. Mikobanos Eri from all the daughters of my city. What happened? He tells over here, Rabbi Shmuel says that, his, that his, in his father's household there were a thousand children. A thousand children, meaning. It doesn't mean that there's one father, but I mean in the whole family, it's a thousand children. Chamesh me'os lamdu Torah, five hundred spending Torah alone. Chamesh me'os lamdu chacham yivanis. And of all, everybody was killed. El ani kan, just me. Ruben achisava ba'asya. Somewhere in Asia, I got a first cousin. That's it. Out of all thousand people, they were the only two relatives left. You see, it wasn't from one father because he says my cousin there. So what do you see over there? But they had these kids studying. These were Jewish people. He comes from a rabbinic family. They were studying Chachma Yivanas. So how can you say it's also? I'm shiny based on Galil, right? Because he says, Rabbi Shmuel says the name of Rabbi The house of Galil is different. They were associated with the, with the king, and in the, with the king, with the monarchy, and there they spoke this Chachma Yivanas, so it was important for them to know, and that was okay. It was a special exception. If you, if you, uh, if you cut your hair in the way they do, the Romans did, you know, the short, uh, the short bangs out in front and thick on the sides. It's considered Gaish custom. Don't do it. Still, they were matter for him to cut that way. Because he was near the king, he had a, he had a, you know, he had a fit in with the other, the other guys at the White House. They allowed them. You know, also, if you have the sappers to cut your hair, it's also sappers to talk, right? In the same way, to speak right? So that was all necessary, right? Um, all right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. From La Yigadalam's Kavim, finish the parak and start the new parak as Rath Hashem tomorrow. Tomorrow's Monday. We'll see how far we get. A lot of long bletter this week. We might have to start a little bit earlier, but tomorrow we'll give it a shot at the regular time. What, what's the matter? So you need another volume. Yeah, is there another volume to that? There is another volume. No, we don't really know. The Mepharshim grapple with what Chachm Yivana is. Does it really mean philosophy? Some say it means, it's just because it doesn't say, it says Chachmas Yivana. So like, what is the Lashon? The Lashon, if you look at it carefully, he says it doesn't say 
It says Chochmah, right? It doesn't say Chochmah Yivanas. Chochmah Yivanas means Greek knowledge. You know, like whatever, I don't know, Pythagorean theorem, math, uh, philosophy, whatever. That's one thing. Chochmah Yivanas, the fact that it says it's like like shtick. It's more like shtick. It's the way that they joke. It's the way that they talk. They're hidden manners, etc. It's like way of speaking. You know, you have to speak. To get in with the king, you got to speak their language. You know, you have to know the right lingo. It's more like that. It's not really, and again, it's not like there's some terrible thing. If you know Chochmah Yivanas, you're a it was because it was because of the mice show you like with the pig. Sometimes it made Xera that way. Remember the thing with the shoes, with the with the nails coming out of the shoes, because that was the mice. Because they, they were gozer, you shouldn't wear nails with shoes because of that mice that happened there. That's what the Chum did. They did that sometimes. Yeah. If you ask the average person today, why can't you trade in pigs? Yeah. No, nah, that's what we think. Well, that's what yeah. will say to you. Oh, your pig is your the pig is the is the you know non kosher par excellence epitome. Yeah.